As debate over the voice to parliament heats up, the opposition leader Peter Dutton is expected to join the government's hand-picked referendum working group when it meets next. Alyara woman Pat Anderson is a member of the referendum working group and was the co-chair of the Uluru Statement. And Pat Anderson is our guest this morning. Pat, welcome to breakfast. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Patricia. Nice to talk to you again. It's reported that Peter Dutton will join next week's meeting of the referendum working group. Do you welcome him joining the process? Yes, it's great. Um, we do. We do welcome. We do um, uh, welcome welcome his attendance. Uh, we've uh, certainly um, had. Uh, you know, we know what uh, Mr. Dutton thinks. We've been hearing it. You know, for a long time now, and very loudly. And maybe Mr. Dutton might take note of our concerns, you know, and the concerns of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, and perhaps uh, he might get some more understanding for the urgency and importance of the position that we hold. Peter Dutton has been saying, as you say, that Australians deserve more detail on the voice. In a letter to the Prime Minister, he said that the government wasn't providing clear and complete information and that was a, a catastrophic mistake that condemned the referendum to failure. Clearly, yeah, well, there's a list of those questions, right? Are you going to be answering them? Like, what do you expect to happen? What, the questions that he gave to the Prime Minister? Yeah. Well, that's up to the Prime Minister. The letter was, the letter was to the Prime Minister. But, you know, this clamour for detail is a bit disingenuous, you know. Our democracy doesn't... Our, our changes to the referendum, uh, to the constitution, rather, they're on principle, not on a model, not... You know, everything isn't going to... He's not going to see the bill, well, he might as the leader of the opposition, but the general public, as we have always done with every referendum we've had, successful or not, the voting public have enough information to vote on a matter of principle. All the detail, as is done every time, will be done later on once we get the yes vote uh, on how it will all work and the mechanics um, of all of that. We did the same thing with every every referendum we've ever had. So, you know, this clamour and this noise about, um, you know, more detail, it's getting a little, you know, it's getting a little bit, you know, it's, it's just, I think Tom Kelmer called it mischievous. I agree with that. But if it's mischievous politically, right, accepting that, if it's actually being mirrored among ordinary Australians, isn't that an issue for your campaign, though? Yeah, of course it is, but there will be detail. There will be principles that will be given to the the, the, the voting public as the Prime Minister has been saying, we'll have enough information to make an informed vote. And there's been a lot of work behind the scenes that have been done, so that can that can happen. So there'll be information given to the voting to the voting public. There is no doubt about that. And yes, to have want to know how it's going to work and what it's going to, you know, what it will look like and what it's going to do and what it's not going to do, those are principles. That's not the model. Those are the principles. The model of how it will all work will come later. That's how, it's, as I said, that's how all um, referendums are held. And yes, of course, uh, the, the, the public, the, pub, the Australian public, are going to get some. Will get some detail. And will that happen imminently? I know there's a meeting coming up, as I was saying. Can you give me some sort of scope about when we will have some of that uh, solidified? Not- 
I'm not the Prime Minister. This is his call. I know, but you, you are one of the people advising him. Do you think it yeah. should happen soon? Well, you know, that's it's him to make the it's him to make that decision. We can give him all the you know, he he's got a lot of people talking to him about a whole range of things, but ultimately he will make the final decision. That's his job. Do you think he's he's getting it right on this? Oh look, over all the attempts we've had since the beginning of this uh, of of, of Australia, we have been lobbying and talking to the governments of the day and anybody, all the decision makers about, you know, things that are, 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 are bothering us, that we are concerned about. And that's continued. This is the latest iteration, the Uluru Statement from the Heart. This generous gift to the Australian public is the latest thing on the table. So this is a continuation of generations of us going to the government of the day, pleading, educating, asking, Enough now, enough now. The only thing they haven't done is what the people said at the regional dialogues is to use their big law and the big law is the constitution because we've been talking for a long time, generations, successive governments refuse to hear or to listen. They just move on to the ne- to the next thing. That's got to stop. This is the torment of our powerlessness. This is what those of us that support a voice to the um, to the um, to the uh, parliament is the only thing that's left open to us. There's no other. There's no other place for us to go to begin to deal with this disadvantage that plagues us, family, our families, generation after generation. Different details, different degrees of it, but nevertheless, it is this powerlessness that that needs to be, and that's what we're on about. Uh, the organisers of the of the uh, the rallies over yesterday, um, they were calling for what do they call for? I think it's the organisers called for a um, spoke of war. Mm. You know, for all of the First Nations people around the country who participated in the regional dialogues and the and the delegates that they elected to come to the convention, issued the Uluru statement from the heart to the Australian people. Which was a culmination of all their work over many over many weeks and months. Um, so the Uluru statement uh, from the heart is a way forward to deal with, as I said, this continuing disadvantage which we see in the press over the last few days, which continues to plague our families and communities across the country. In, uh, you know, we're the First Nations um, voice speaking with the protection of the Constitution. Governments of the day will be able to make better decisions about how to deal, um, how to deal with, deal with this. You know, and a successful referendum will change the narrative of Australia. A real structural reform, real structural reform, not tinkering around the edges, is needed now. Hence, our call, our rallying call. For for a is for a constitutionally enshrined voice um, in the in the so we can deal with this um, as I say this this powerlessness and uh, as I said earlier we have nowhere else to go we have mm. done everything set up committees you know people like me and many of the generations before us yep. we sat down and talked to government talked and talked and talked. You have everything I've done and everybody else right hasn't worked. It, nothing has worked. We've still got Alice Springs and all the other, you know, places around the country and the, and, and uh, it's just got to stop. We're not going to be around for another 200 years unless something is done now. 
This is an existential issue. I know that um, Aboriginal people feel very strongly that, that reform is needed for, for you know, your ongoing mm. right to survive in this country. And there's new polling out today. It shows that 80% of First Nations people are in favour of the voice to parliament. But that's against a backdrop this week of the Greens looking like they're split on the issue. Senator Lydia Thorpe, who led that sort of no-spirited um, message yesterday, treaty before voice or treaty instead of voice, is the message she's sending going to make it harder to maintain support in Indigenous communities? Look, there is that continuing high level of support. The polls have shown just recently you know, a lot of Aboriginal people, the people that we spoke to in the dialogues and we continue to speak to are in fact the voiceless. They don't have the megaphone of the Australian Parliament or the megaphone, the huge megaphone that was, you know, used used yesterday. But people are sitting at home, Aboriginal people all around the country and first and uh, Torres Strait Island people were sitting around the country at home listening, watching the TV and listening because we've got a bigger game here at, at play, not just some kind of um, call. Our call is to save our families and save our communities from this continuing disadvantage. We have 10-year-old boys in spit hoods in prison. It just goes on and on, and you know the figures and the statistics. And this is now over generations, just the, you know, the circumstances sometimes are a little bit different, but it's continuing. And that's what we are, that's our call. That's what we're wanting to solve. So, Pat, just finally, what's your message to people who do support Indigenous rights? There were many people that went to those demonstrations. By many people's assessment, even police, probably the biggest demonstrations we've seen, mm. who heard an anti-voice message and they do want to support Indigenous Australians, but are now really grappling with what, what is the right thing to do. That's that's the view that's being expressed yeah, by look, many. I, I understand that. I understand that. It's, um, it is, it might be disquieting to a lot of uh, non-Aboriginal people who don't understand, um, you know, the underlying causes and everything that's happening. This messaging has been confusing. There's been a lot of retail uh, politicking that's been happening over the, over the, over the last a few, um, few months. That's that that will that will continue. So the Australian public need to inform themselves, and it's our responsibility to give them um, the information and the answers. And we've been trying to do that. We'll step up the campaign um, now. It's just sort of started, um, really. Now that we're going to um, referendum, so we'll be out there talking to people like we have been for the last five years, and others like us. And there are lots of Aboriginal people around the country. Uh, who will be talking to um, their workplaces, their families, um, their networks of, of, of friends and organisations that they're associated with. So we will continue the very successful work that we've done over the last five years um, to uh, give the story, if you like, to the Australian people and, and tell them, give them the answers as to why we need an enshrined voice um, to Parliament. We have a real opportunity here to change the narrative uh, of the country. And as I said, this is what it probably... Oh, no, I didn't say it then. I said another case. <laughs> this is the most important decision most of us over 18 are going to make. So, you know, when the voter gets into the polling booth, all they have is their own conscience and they have to decide which way they're going to vote, yes or no. 
and take responsibility for that decision because we, doesn't matter how fantastic our campaigns might be, we cannot cover all the disinformation, the misinformation. That's, we haven't seen anything yet. So, you know, hold the line and inform yourselves and we will do as much as we can. Ask questions, ring, you know, is that we've got a lot of information and other, the other, there are other people involved in the Yes campaign. Uh, people are writing all the time, people like Marcy, you know, much respected Marcy Langton. Um, there's a whole range of people and there's a lot of information on the various uh, websites that, uh, that that different people have. Though it's really up to the Australian public to, as well as not be passive here, mm. inform themselves because this is one of the most, this is the most important decision this, gen this generation is going to make. And it will speak to what kind of a country are we are, what are our values, what do we stand for. So there's a lot at stake. It's not just us. Uh, the future of the nation and who we are in the world is at stake here. Pat, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Patricia, again. Pat Bye. Anderson is a member of the Referendum Working Group. She's, of course, uh, one of the... Uluru Statements, real architects and leaders, and you, you will, of course, make, you might know she won the Sydney Peace Prize too with Noel Pearson and Megan Davis as well uh, on the Uluru Statement from the Heart. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.